when the feminine does that, it is like nourishment to the masculine because the feminine is going to challenge the masculine to go deeper into loving consciousness, loving awareness. Get ready to receive your miracle. Whether you desire a miracle in your finances, relationships, or purpose, you'll find guidance here. Miracle Minded is designed to move you out of your head and into the realm of faith, manifestation, and miracles. These conversations will inspire you to move beyond limitation and into alignment with your highest and infinite self. I'm your host, Nicole Sylvester, best-selling author, spiritual coach, and modern miracle worker. But it wasn't always this way. My path was one of violent abuse, addiction, and mental health diagnosis. Terrified of spending my life that way, I turned within and surrendered to miracles. My struggle as a single mama on welfare to building a half a million dollar business, living and thriving in my purpose. Now I'm here to support you in sparking miracles in your life. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello, my friend. I am bringing you a guest today. You know I love solo shows and I could just sit on here and riff with you all day and just tell you about all the things and I love it. It's a great joy of mine. But right now I have a guest and this episode has been in the vault and I thought it's time to bring this out. It's time to share this with my community. So I have Jake coming on the show and Jake teaches all about the masculine and feminine energies Jake has been through quite a lot that has shaped his perspective and shaped his ability to feel and also to translate this work into words, into ways of being that are super digestible for the everyday person. So this is a deep dive into masculine and feminine energies. And what I really love about it is that For women, we get to listen to a perspective from a man, you know? I mean, we can always talk so much about what this means for us, but it's really beautiful to have a man come through and share his perspective, his way of feeling into the textures of these energies. So we recorded this, I think, back in September, and here we are in December, but I'm excited to share it with you nevertheless. I want you to go into this with an open heart and just feel into why these energies are playing out in your life, in your business, in your relationship. And then be sure to tag us. Myself and Jake, his information is down in the show notes. And let us know what you thought. The cool thing is I was inspired to bring Jake onto the show because I saw members from my community sharing his quotes and his, you know, Instagram shares. And I thought, wait, I know Jake, I met him and um, I, I should bring him on the show. So that's exactly what I did. Now, before you go into this deep dive into the masculine and feminine, and there's a little meditation that's in there for you to just drop into. So please be sure to do that. Of course, not while you're driving with your eyes closed, But definitely for those of you that are sitting in a place that is safe and comfortable, be sure to pause and really receive that. Before we go in, I just want to remind you that we are in this 
winter season here in North America. And for anybody that's going through their winter right now, and also if you're going through a winter emotionally where you feel like I'm feeling inward, you know, um, we have winter, spring, fall, all of that on our planet, but then we have our own internal winter, spring, fall, summer. So it's so beautiful to look at your cycles and to know where you're at. But as we're moving through this winter, you may be feeling less inspired, less energized, less talkative, communicative. You want to be inward and you're in the hibernation mode. I'm all for it. There's miracles that unfold in the hibernation mode. I always like to say that in these spaces of restoration and rejuvenation, when I'm called to pause rather than resist it, rather than judge myself, which I used to do years ago, now I surrender to it and ask myself, what do I need? But I make sure that I'm doing a few key things. One key thing is my morning routine. I make sure that the way I start my morning is very, you know, in a way that is intentional and energizing. So I've shared recently my morning routine that I really love. In short, it's lemon water, hot lemon water, first thing in the morning. Sometimes I add a little sliver of ginger in there. It just depends on what I'm feeling. And then I do stewed apples. You can peel or not peel, your choice, preference. Um, one apple, chop it up, remove the core, and dump that into some filtered water and then boil it. So maybe just like three cups of water. It depends on how much juice you want in it. So what's left over, there's the apples that are stewed, they're soft, they're tender, they're easy to digest. This is an Ayurvedic breakfast staple. And then after you eat the apples, you drink the water, which is referred to as a tea because there's that warm water. And I'm not sure if you know this, but let me fill you in (laughs) that all across the board in wellness and healing, all different modalities, hot water is known as something that goes into our body and cleanses us. It acts as a detoxification tool. So the more hot water, the better. So drinking these apples this way, I add a little bit of cinnamon into mine sometimes and I like that. Then I have my Juve light. It's a red light, infrared light therapy. And I really feel warm and calm and relaxed after I do a 20 minute session. So I do 10 minutes on the back, uh, 10 minutes up facing forward. So that's something you can reach out and look into Juve yourself. This is not a sponsored ad, but just Google and look up the benefits yourself and see what you think. And then finally, when I get out moving, or sometimes I just do it in my house, I do my morning miracle activations. Now these are audios. They're about 15, I think one maybe like 30 minutes. So there's like 15 to 30 minutes. And there's one on abundance. So if you are working on opening yourself up to seeing beyond the money that you have, seeing beyond the clients you have, knowing that there's so much money out there, there's so much abundance out there, and you understand that you are abundant and you're ready to know that as your truth. I created the abundance activation so that you could move through your morning, getting your body energized, moving your breath in a very intentional way that helps you get your energy bigger. Big energy is the goal. When you have bigger energy, your field is bigger. Your electric magnetic field is bigger. And everything, you just feel like life is open for you. 
right? There's like a science behind this, but there's also just a tangible feeling that is undeniable. But I didn't want to just leave it at the abundance one, so I created a miracle activation, which is based upon self-love. And it's all about opening your heart, opening your energy to love and be loved and to recognize that you are so valued, cherished, and that you are one of a kind and you're needed. So if you want to take that on as your absolute truth and know it, feel it, live it, be it, then I highly recommend these morning routines for you. There's two, so you can alternate But I ask you in the audios, I give you a welcome video so that you know exactly how to use them and what I suggest. But I want you to know this, there's a specific kind of breathing that I tell you to do to help you get your heart open and your energy big. And then I ask you to move. So whether you're dancing, I see some ladies tagging me and they're dancing at home or dancing with their kids or you're walking your dogs, which is one that I do a lot, or you're just walking yourself and just going out there getting it, feeling the things. I ask you to say certain mantras, repeat after me. It's really a way that we reprogram ourselves for higher opportunities, for the highest and best in our life. So that being said, the links are right here below. It's $33 for both of these. And I'm telling you, it's a life-changing morning routine. So get it while you can. Share with me what your experience is after you get it. And I'm just sending you so much love as you move through this winter and as we transition into 2021. Oh my goodness, we have got through this year, 2020. What a year, a lot of blessings, a lot of unexpected things, but you know what? It's all happening for us. So enjoy it. Get those morning routines. Let me know your morning routine. Tag me as you share it on Instagram. Leave a rate and review if you have not already. It, as always, it means the world to me. And I'm sending you so much love. Enjoy this conversation with Jake and I. Blessings. All right, Jake, I am so excited to have you on the show. As I shared, I've been having these moments where I see your your content passing through on Instagram, on Facebook, and I'm like, I know him. So I'm like, I gotta bring him onto the show. So thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you for having me, I'm very honored. Yes, so I wanna share with the community when I met you. Do you remember when we met? <laughs> yes, I do. It, seems it was like, funny. It seems like just yesterday, honestly. Oh my God. Yeah, so it was at a Tony, well, it wasn't at a Tony Robbins event. It was after a Tony Robbins event and everyone's wearing those wristbands that's like i was at upw basically and (laughs) we're in the like tsa line and i was just like in a mood because you know after upw you're happy everyone's high-fiving hugging and i'm like oh upw say something to that extent and you're like yeah (laughs) we're like putting our shoes back into the containers and i don't know in that like brief moment we just like shared facebook or something and yeah. we stayed connected. So I'm so curious, though, because I don't even know. Back then when we met, that was, that was in 2016. It was June 2016. Were you doing what you do now? Yes. Um, I had just – so I was more health and fitness-based at that point. I was doing some emotional healing at that point. But I definitely <laughs> was not nearly as deep – as I am now in the work that I do now. And I'm very much more grounded in this type of work. And it has been a beautiful, sometimes painful, which 
carries its own wisdom we can talk about transition for me coming out of more i would say the physical based healing into more of the energetic and the spiritual healing love that it was that event for you like did it change some things for you because i know for me that's where i decided i have to write my book and i did change my life um i'm just curious like what that was for you since we met there you know, I think that was definitely a great experience. And I, I thought it was such a, an awesome gateway into the yes. world of infinite possibilities that we live in, right? And I, I feel like that was just a stepping stone for me because there's people that I still know to this day that kind of just did nothing with it, right? And then there's people like you and I who take it and we just continue to expand upon it. And so I think it's, I think events and retreats and healing sessions, all these things are stepping stones for us to return home within ourselves. Yes, I agree. I totally agree. And I think back to that time, it was like, I was in such a different space too, but that's why I was checking in with you. Cause I'm like, I don't even really know what exactly you were doing then, but now I reconnect with you here and I see the work that you're doing now, which is so beautiful. And I just know the collective is calling for, for people to do this work. So it makes so much sense. So tell us how you transition, because I love when you do share, I've seen this, I don't know if you still share this recently, but I know you've shared like your weight and mm -hmm. that, and like, when I met you, you're like so fit and your physique is all great. And I'm like, I had no idea. So it was like, just fill us in a little bit about your journey and how you wound up to be in this place where so many people look to you to learn about masculine and feminine and healing energies. Yeah, it's definitely been a, a long journey. And a lot of times when I share that journey with people, they're still like in disbelief and some of my friends and family members to this day, you know, they still like can't even believe the, the transformation I've gone through. I didn't even believe it for the longest time. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I grew up in this small farm town in upstate New York. With more cows than people so there wasn't a lot to do with the area that i grew up in and when i was about nine years old my father threw a hammer to me and said it's time to get to work boy so you know i, I grew up pounding nails and working on farms throwing hay bales to to mm. make money to make a living but you know i was always this young boy with and i still am at times i, I really love to embrace my inner child i've always had so much energy and just such an abundance of this energy. And my mother, God bless her soul, she's such a beautiful saint. I tell her all the time she's an angel. She dealt with me in a way where she didn't know what to do, right? Because this young boy always breaking things and getting into everything possible. And she would always threaten to send me off to military school, which is a place for misbehaved boys at the time. And I would always fight against it. I'm like, I'm not going today, I'm not going. She's just like, you're going, pack your bags. And we go down all these different paths of arguing. And my father, who is who he is, right? He was very aggressive and very angry throughout my entire childhood and throughout my teenage years. And he was very emotionally and physically abusive towards me. And I remember when I was about 12 years old, I was playing out in the room, the living room, we called it with my two sisters, Jocelyn and Jasmine. And he had just got home from working all day and we're being so loud and I heard him screaming, shut up, shut up. And like, you know, obviously we're not gonna listen. We're just ignoring that. Mm -hmm. And next thing I know, I heard thump, thump, thump. And my dad's coming down the hallway 
with a loaded 12 gauge shotgun and he sticks the gun in my face with the barrel so close that I could smell the steel of the barrel. Oh my goodness. And he said to me, he's like, if you don't shut up, I'm going to shoot you. So I started to ask myself these deep questions of like, why would someone want to hurt a child so deeply? You know, and I got really also addicted to sugar. And you're talking about the physical weight. I, I was very addicted that I would eat jars of frosting. Like that's how bad it was at one point. And I was this little chubby kid and I got really bullied in school for it. The bullies would call me five by five and chunk and fatty and man boobs, everything else. And I was really bullied and beat down for that. But, you know, all of that honestly was kind of like, I would say the, the grace in my suffering, because the one that really got to me the most was my older sister. And when I was 13 years old, Jocelyn was 17 at the time, I was being a little brother and I was going to pull a prank on her. She was taking a shower and I'm like, I'm going to throw some ice cold water on her while she's in the shower. I hear the shower running. It's middle of summer. It's like 95 degrees out. And I'm trying to get into the bathroom door and I'm fidgeting with the lock. And I don't know if you've ever picked a lock before, but it, you know, you get good at it when you're a little kid. Yeah. And I finally, I get the lock and I, I bust open the door and she's laying on the floor with a needle on her arm. And at that point she had legally overdosed on heroin. Mm. So we got her to the hospital and we got her revitalized. And for the last 15 years, Jocelyn's been in and out of drug addiction, living on the streets, living in trap houses. But you know, it was really difficult because there'd be nights where I'd go to sleep where there'd be drug dealers showing up at the house in the middle of the night, trying to collect my sister, trying to collect money, like all mm. kinds of crazy stuff going on. So, you know, fast forward through my own stuff, you know, my own alcoholism and food addiction and porn addiction and all other kinds of stuff. About 10 years later, I came into this place of who are you and why are you really here? And it was when I started to dig into those questions, I started to discover that there was more than just my own small ego in this little corner of the universe here. I love that you started to question some of these addictions. Like where I feel like so many men and women watch porn first, let's say, or eat sugar and just do the things, go through the motions, numbing, but don't actually sit to ask, like, what is this really about? Mm. nobody questions anything nobody right. reads the ingredient label on the foods or the prescription drugs they're being given or anything nobody questions doctors nobody wants to do that because it's uncomfortable and you're told and you're ashamed to shut your mouth and be quiet and obey to the system obey to the matrix to go to school go to college get a good job and retire at 60 and make sure you pay your taxes on time right That's and if you don't and then if you don't, people look at you a little crazy. Like I just took my daughter out of school because I was just like, I don't, I'm not agreeing with what's happening with schools right now and all of this chaos and what they're Good teaching. And I was like, I'm not doing this, but I see all the other moms looking at me crazy and kind of like, well, what about this? And I'm like, I didn't go to college. Like I, college is like not needed for everyone anymore. Like if they mm -hmm. want to, sure. But like, it's just like checking these systems. So that's why I love people that are in that space like with what you're sharing, because we look at what's happening with like, I, and these are two important topics. Like you touched on this. If we just look at these two things in relationships, in health, wellness, 
um, it will do so much what we're eating and consuming also visually. Right. Mm -hmm. So what was it? Was there like a relationship that something that happened where you're like, I need to check like this. I need to stop watching porn like this, or I need to like be more mindful of what I'm consuming. Because I think that this is a conversation that needs to be had more often because if we look at like how popular these things are, um, you know, but no one really talks about it. Mm. Well, cause so there's so much shame. There's so much shame around yeah. it. And shame is such a dense, heavy vibration, right? So we don't, we don't want to go into the shadow of shame, but let me tell you something right. about shame. When you release that from your body, you literally feel like you took a dump truck off your back. Like it is that yeah. heavy and it will weigh you down so energetically but we are shamed for so many things. We are shamed for sexual shame. We're taught that we have private parts and we're shamed around money. We're shamed around having emotions. We're shamed around dressing this way and looking this way. So it's, it's really, we live in a culture that has so much shame and is running on so much shame, but we've forgotten the essence of our true being, which is love. And you go back to what you were saying about how did I come into this? I think that I've always been kind of a rebellious spirit. I, I really have. I've never liked having a job. I've never liked having a boss, quote unquote. And I've never really been good at taking um, instruction when I didn't feel it was pure, meaning yeah. that I can take instruction from someone who I feel is in alignment, but I can't take instruction that's just from somebody who is just operating from an ego trip, right? So like for yeah. me, having a boss or a teacher that was coming down on me really hard, I always questioned everything and rebelled against that system. And I got a lot, a lot, a lot of feedback. And I got in you know, a lot of trouble too in, in the 3D world for, for really being a rebellious kid. I mean, teenager and adult, I just, I've never liked conformity. I've never liked someone else telling me how to live my life, what to do, how I should be. So when you do that, you have to find your truth because you can't just question things and not know who you are. You can't question things and not know your truth. Like you have to anchor into that truth because if you don't know who you are, why you're here, what your truth is, then how could you possibly stand against this ancient machine-like system, which some would call the matrix? And I love what you're sharing about all of this because there's a level of shame that comes from not belonging, I find, which is like, there's a, like that feeling that's just like, people are looking to belong. I noticed this across uh, with all sorts of things. And um, if we feel like we don't belong, which is what happens when we rebel. So I feel like there's certain people that are rebellious spirits, like you're saying <laughs> you are. I know I've been, but I also have not liked that about myself at some points. Like I've been like, why can't I just be like them? <laughs> like life would be so much easier. I swear in like the last two years, I'm finally like, you're not supposed to belong. Stop. <laughs> like, it's good. You're, you're great. And I've mm. been more in that sovereignty with it, but it's like, does take a lot of courage and it is uncomfortable. And I feel like we have to be noticed where there's those moments of like, when you're pulling away from what everyone else is doing and all of those systems and structures and questioning it is really having that, that courage to have that and do that. Well, yeah, you got to be rooted in faith. You got to have faith yeah. in, in the unseen and the unknown. And you have to trust in something greater than just yourself. 
and it's it's very scary because you are going against so much fear programming i mean from the time we are just babies being conceived in our mother's womb we are being programmed with fear the vibration of fear and then we come out of the womb and then now we're getting mind programmed as well as vibrationally programmed to be fearful and mm -hmm. to live in this system like thing and to break free of this it takes serious courage and i know that you've done it and yeah. what that process it looks like is it can be excruciating at times but i think that within that pain and within our shadows it carries so much wisdom and i believe that we are taught to numb our pain and push pain away but i think that that pain and what i found with my own experience carries with it the seeds of our awakening yes i mean it's there's treasures i found i mean there's ebbs and flows and we get used to it i guess you you start knowing the process as i'm sure like you feel something like this too like you start to feel it now and i can surrender to it i trust that process when it's happening but I know in the beginning, it was feeling very, it felt very scary. But for me, growing up, and I know you talk about this in your work, is like, it was never safe to mm. really have emotion. And to like, so the only thing to do was to cope and to numb. So my family is full of alcoholics, drug addicts. And, you know, for me, it was like, it's, you're better and it's more accepted for you to be like, I'm going to drink or take a Xanax or do a drug than it is to come and say, this is what I feel. And for that to be actually met and for them to know what to do, what to do with it. So mm. I feel like there's a lot of that happening right now, um, especially in our, in America. So what are your thoughts on that? Cause I know this kind of leads us into this whole wounded feminine, masculine <laughs> energy. What are my thoughts on what exactly here? Yeah. Like what is, what is your take on that? Like, with this, not the people that cannot meet. Like what I'm seeing when I look out into the world, there's a lot of people, for instance, let's just take Instagram. Instagram's not as bad, Facebook, it's so divisive. Everything is cancel culture. People are like, if you don't do this, I'm not gonna be friends with you. If you don't like that, <laughs> you're done. It's like, can we just meet and have a conversation about what is happening? Can we meet each other in a place that is not so anger, like really be able to hold someone else's opinion, someone else's perspective, someone else's fears, hurts. Like, you know, I just find that people either don't know how or they're not willing because well, we're not think, taught that. I think a lot of this awakening, because we are experiencing the great awakening right now. This is exactly what's happening and probably part of the reason why we're having this conversation. I think that the collective pain body as a whole has been activated. And all of these repressed traumas, the shame, the fear, the guilt, the neglect, the abandonment, all of that stuff is being brought to light at a mass level right now. So yeah. if you look at children, and I know you, you have a daughter, you said, if you look at children yeah. when they're one, two, three years old, they love everyone. They love everyone. They're, they smile. Their eyes are bright, filled with love, huge pupils, curious about life, laughing, going around, rolling on the ground, trying to walk, doing whatever, bumping into things. They don't care about any of that stuff, right? But then if you watch them become more, quote unquote, grown, and now they're around seven, eight, nine years old, they start to develop 
their personality, which within the personality we could say is the ego. And their ego starts to become structured and developed and really grounded down in them. And they start to have clicks, right? They start to have groups who they like, who they don't like. They, you know, and I, I remember, you know, in school, it was the same, it's the same thing. You had the, you had the jocks, you had the, the popular kids, you had the nerds, you had the kind of rebels and you had the all different types, these clicks of people. And you see how divided everyone becomes with their own egos. Cause you know, the ego is all about division and separation. It doesn't realize the oneness of our universe of us all being connected through the same heartbeat of the universe. So back to your question, my thoughts around this are the collective pain body is active and people's wounded inner child is so active right now and so activated that they are lashing out in whatever form that they can because they're not being seen they're not being heard. They don't have control. They're, li they're living in fear and their shame, which is the deepest thing I would say, one of the deepest things is being exposed. And it is, it is very uncomfortable for people right now because we are experiencing the unveiling of the ego, of the repression, mm. of the repressed feminine of the repressed sacred masculine as well, the sacred feminine, the sacred masculine, we're seeing this, this being born, being birthed. Like it's almost like we're, we're giving birth to this, these new, this new energy. And that's exactly what's happening. We're, we're purifying. Like it's almost like we're being thrown inside of like a giant washer machine right now. We're cleaning it all out so we can ascend in consciousness. Yeah, I feel, I feel that to me, I feel, think of the analogy of like a fire. I always say that like in the fires, like we're being purified, but it's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun <laughs> when the heat is up and the heat is up right now. And I love how you describe that as everyone's inner child or in, the inner children within each of us is coming out and it's like, you know, wanting to like have a tantrum. And I'm seeing that when you say that, it's like, that is what I'm seeing. When you talk about shame, and shame was one of my big lessons and things I had to move through as well. When I think of what's happening now, this was just a reflection I was having the other day and I haven't had this conversation with anyone, but when I'm looking at what's happening with cancel culture, like, and what's happening, it's happening like with all sorts of things right now. Um, I feel like there's no space for redemption. And you know, one thing I know about shame and moving through these things is that there has to be a space for like forgiveness, for redemption. And what are your thoughts on that? Like mm. just, you know, moving through this because, you know, yeah, there's some things I see and I'm like, I don't like that. And part of me wants to be like, it's not an integrity. I'm done with this forever. But then that's my ego. But then there's another part of me that thinks, what if someone was like that to me when I was selling drugs or when I was in the abusive relationships? Um, you know, like I wouldn't be where I am now. That is a beautiful reflection. And, and I really, I really received that the way that you just put that too, because that was exactly what was running through me was what if someone never forgave me? Yeah. You know, like I was an angry, angry person. I've probably hurt a lot of people in this life. 
And, you know, with my alcoholism, getting dragged out of bar rooms at four o'clock in the morning, getting in fist fights, being arrested for that. I mean, what if, what if no one ever found forgiveness for me in like my life? And I feel the same way that what you were just saying. And I think about my father, you know, it's like, what if I never found forgiveness for my father? You know, I wouldn't have the relationship that I have with him today if I couldn't find that thread, that small thread of forgiveness. And if I can forgive my father, then <laughs> we can forgive things that are happening in the world right now, okay? You know, my father has done some things to me and initiated me through things that I don't think a boy should ever have to go through with his dad. I mean, he's throwing hammers at my head. He's beat me with fishing poles so bad that I had blood running down my arm. You know, he's threatened to shoot yeah. me, he's threatened to kill me, he's ran me over with, with four-wheelers. I mean, all kinds of crazy shit that I would never wish upon any soul on this earth. But if I didn't find forgiveness towards him, I wouldn't have healed that part of myself, okay? It, wasn't, right. it had nothing to do with my dad. Because when we forgive other people, we create a better place for ourselves to live. Because if you're holding on to anger, if you're holding on to hatred in your heart, You've veiled yourself. You veiled yourself, not the person. You veiled yourself from being able to give and receive love because there's a wall in front of your heart chakra. Yeah. yeah. So we have to forgive. That's that's how we that's how we learn and grow as human beings is through the compassion, is through the love, is through realizing that what you do to others, you do to yourself, because in this universe, we are all one energy. And we are just reflections of each other, just like Ram Dass always says. We're all just walking each other home. So grab your brother, grab your sister by the hand and help them instead of trying to hurt them and cancel them. And what do you feel in this conversation? Because I think that these kind of distinctions are ones that people can hear again and again because it's a constant refinement space. So we're in the place of forgiving. We're we're loving and we are walking each other home. And I know that we're all here as divine puzzle pieces. At the same time, what about, where does boundaries come into play for you? Like, what is your, how would you describe having boundaries within this space? Of, <laughs> right? Like, because I yeah. think it's an important conversation and I have these conversations, but I love to hear, especially I want to hear from a man. And um, I think that we get to hear from different perspectives. Like, so what's your take on that? So let me just walk you through something real quick. So I host these, these spiritual retreats when COVID's not going on. <laughs> right. And, like. <laughs> uh, I, br I bring in all these souls around the world. And we do this exercise that I've created myself. And basically what we do is we walk through what I've called and named the six gates of hell. And it is a very intense exercise. It's all about boundaries and setting these boundaries. And I have literally seen people throw up during this exercise because they could not say the simple words to another person looking them directly into their eyes, I need you to honor my space. Wow, yeah. I've seen people puke, cry hysterically, back down, not be able to do it, all just simply saying to someone, I need you to honor my space, looking them right in the eyes that. and they couldn't do it but they got through it. You know, we, we got through the exercise, but at first they, they, every part of their being was fighting against 
setting a boundary in a loving, compassionate way. So mm. I think there's two ways to set a boundary. There's the one which most people do if they even do it, which is anger, fear-based, you need to get the hell away from me kind of boundary, right? Then there's mm -hmm. a sacred way of setting a boundary, which is you come back to center within yourself. You ground yourself. You're, you're still, you're present, you're breathing deeply. You look at the person consciously. I need you to honor my space. And you, and you allow it to land. You don't need to explain yourself why you're setting a boundary, the reasoning behind it. You know how many times I've had to do this with my father? Like I, I, I yeah. speak about my father a lot because he's probably some of my greatest karmic lessons in this life, right? But I've had to do this with my dad. I, I actually blocked him for six months at one point during my healing journey because I just, I blocked his phone number. I couldn't, I couldn't talk to him. I didn't want to talk to him. He was so still so angry. I'm like, you know what? I just gotta, I gotta remove myself from this energy field. So what I've learned to do with people is if you really love somebody, you will honor your space and you will, you will set that boundary. Mm -hmm. And I see in relationships, a lot of times people, they're not willing to communicate to their partner. Hey, I just need some space right now. Okay, cool. Go, go do your thing. But so they allow themselves to bottle up all this resentment and anger and then they lash out because they're yeah. not honoring their energy field. So boundaries are so important in this human experience because boundaries are for both of you, right? It's like, yeah. okay, here's a line. Don't cross it. And if you do, this is, this is what's how it's going to be. This is what's going to happen. And it's not like in a threatening way, but yeah. it's just, it's kind of like letting them know, like, don't walk, don't tread on this unless you want the repercussion. And, and once again, this is not to threaten people, but just respect me and I'll, I'll, show you, I'll share with you the same respect. Yeah. And I feel like, because that could be in any situation, like when you're speaking this, it comes up for me. Like when I just say, you know, I'm not to say no, it just doesn't feel aligned. Hmm. And it's like simple. But I, if I look back years ago, I would have been like trying to explain it, feeling bad. And, you know, for me, and I'm sure because you were in this, you bring up your father because of abuse. I think for people that have had an abuse where a no would have led to some sort of violence, mm -hmm. you know, this is deep work for us. And I've had to learn that. And I even was just telling my friend, I told a man no recently who was supposed to collaborate with me on a project and just realized it wasn't aligned. And he, he got a little angry after and I realized an old trigger because I was in abusive relationships where I didn't feel safe for a period and I was like oh this is coming up for me to look at it that when I say no and someone is not happy about it and then I reaffirm it and then just like cut it off even in a work relationship and anything there was that trigger that's old so it's like it's just so interesting I think boundaries are just some important things like you said these are the things that are not taught at school though. Like we're mm. taught to just obey. <laughs> so when it's like, when we become adults, we're like, wait, we get to say no, we have to choose for our well being. So it's like, we're relearning, you know, remembering everything. Yes. Another word that comes through for me right now in this moment is guilt. I feel like people have such deep guilt where they feel bad. If I tell this person, no, I'm not interested in collaborating with you. No, I'm not interested in going on a date with you. And you don't need to explain yourself. Yeah, I just yeah. feel like, well, I, I feel bad. So let me just explain why I can't go on a date with you or make up a lie. No, 
You don't need yeah. to explain anything. Just <laughs> yeah. be, be your authentic self. <laughs> yeah, like it's okay just to, for it to not be a no. But see, yeah. that's so huge, just that lesson. And I think that's so important to bring up what happens at your retreat is the physical reactions to that. Mm. And just like, because our body has its own wisdom and reaction. And it's just to show that like some people are really going to the place of a purge to, you know, probably anxious, sweating, um, <laughs> you know, and there's probably, and if we really unpack that, there's so many reasons. But I think this is a, an opportunity for anyone that's listening to just consider, you know, what does, what does that feel like in your body when you mm -hmm. tell someone no? Or are you one of those people that's like always a maybe when you know it's a no? Yeah. So it's I think also too with, with that, because I think it's such a huge conversation is when you do that, do that from a place of your truth and not a place of your trauma. And I think a yes. lot of people speak from their trauma. They don't speak from their truth. So my question for the listeners right now is to get a little engagement going on here is what areas of your life do you need to set boundaries with? And believe me, let me tell you something. Yourself better be at the top of that damn list because we always seem to avoid the self. Oh, I'm just going to sit here and scroll on social media till 11 o'clock at night. And maybe I should be sleeping or meditating or hanging out with my partner or kids. Or, but I'm just going to sit here on social media and just scroll unconsciously. Maybe it's time to set a boundary with yourself. You know, like yes. we have to have boundaries and discipline with ourselves. But here's the thing I was saying this morning during a conversation was too much structure is not good. Too much flow is not good. And this is where we're going to lead into the masculine and feminine dynamic. Yeah. I feel like. So too much masculine structure because masculines were identified with, and we all have both of these energies for anybody that doesn't, uh, isn't familiar with the masculine and feminine dynamic. We all have both masculine and feminine energies. Too much masculine energy, too much structure, too much decision-making, too much leading, too much all these things, and not enough flow is not healthy. Now, let's flip that back around. Too much feminine energy, too much flow, too much <laughs> kind of all over the place, ungrounded energy, like just always in the flow of things, never really grounded down, is not healthy either. So it's almost like a waterfall with no water right? So you need the, the balancing of the both energies within your system. Yes, you probably identify with more of a certain energy. So for example, I am a man that doesn't mean I'm necessarily more of a masculine person, but I happen to be more of a masculine person. As a, as a woman, you may identify more with the feminine energy and you have more of a feminine core essence, but you also have masculine energy. Now, what I'm seeing a lot of, and I've worked with many women over the years I've been doing this, is an overproduction, an excess amount of use of their masculine energy because they have been taught that masculine energy equals success in our world and feminine is weak. Now, with that being said, you are seeing women literally develop pain in their physical body as a result of being rigid and stressed and kind of burned out because they're always working in their logical masculine mind. And they're, they've like disconnected from their feelings and the sensations and the intuition and the wisdom and the love of their feminine energy. Yeah, that was me. I mean, mm. totally. And I see that in a lot of my clients, it's like recovering 
recovering from that. But like for me, coming from finance, I had all male mentors. It was like such a world of numbers game. But then I also had this daddy issue that was running beneath all of that. That was like, I want to make these men proud, which just adds in even more twistedness in the overproduction. So I was like producing and wanting to make people like notice me or be proud of me. And it was just, and then also having to be a single mother in that there was a lot of leading decision-making being um, the head of the house where finally it just came to head and I got sick. And then I started noticing some different things. And then of course, going deeper into the spiritual world and, and surrendering, I was able to witness where I was doing this in my own world. And now I can still see if I go too far into the planning and, and marketing and all this stuff in my business, I get so like, I get rebellious. I'm like, this doesn't work here. I have to go. <laughs> so then I go far retreating and then I'm like, I'm flowy. I start to feel down because I like to be in the like happenings of things. So it's like a little dance for me, but yeah, it's been, I mean, I feel like it's just been so healing to my body to just realize you're safe to just be and to become and to let things flow through and to bring them to life as they are needed, like a gestation period, not just a monthly goal, hustle, push kind of energy, which didn't serve me. Something just came through to a, around an analogy of a tree. If you look at a tree and they are so beautiful by nature, I just, I think trees are so awesome. Yeah, I'm actually like looking wisdom. Oh, there's so much wisdom. I'm looking at this giant oak tree in front of my house right now. It's massive. And I'm looking at it and the structure, the root of the tree, like the tree root would be more of the masculine energy. It's grounded down into the mother, into the mother earth, right? Where the branches that go out away from the tree, it has these leaves and they're blowing in the wind right now. Now, if this tree did not have the branches and the leaves with it, the wind would break that tree because it would be too rigid and it wouldn't have any flow. Mm. Now, if the leaves and the branches didn't have the structure and the support of the masculine energy, the masculine tree, we could call it in this moment, then they wouldn't have anything to hang on, right? So the supportive energy is your masculine. The flowing energy, the feeling energy is your feminine. So you have both of these energies for a reason. And if you're stuck being trapped and i know a lot of women listen to your podcast i'm sure men listen as well yeah if you're trapped in your masculine energy right now you have to gently <laughs> you could try doing it all at once you might have some kind of crazy purging gently <laughs> reintroduce the vibration of love into your body and the analogy that i, I give and we can do this right now is is imagine just just and you can do this right now actually we'll just do this little exercise so just gently close your eyes to Nicole and the listeners, and I'm doing it with you. So we're coming together in this moment to allow ourselves to receive, to receive the vibration of love. Just closing our eyes, coming into center, just bringing your awareness gently into your breath, breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth, breathing in and out, breathing in, and out, breathing in and out. And just softening into your body, 
starting at the top of your head, the crown of your head, allowing this gentle waterfall-like energy, this warm, beautiful energy flow down over you, down the crown of your head, down your forehead, down into your jaw. And as it touches each energy center, just allow it to loosen and soften the tension that you're carrying in your body. Down into your throat, down into your neck, softening into your shoulders, and melting all the way down into your heart. We're just gonna pause here at the heart for a moment, feeling into the energy and the wisdom of your heart. And I have a question I wanna to present to you. Have you closed your heart because someone hurts you? If the answer is yes, I wanna invite you to allow your heart to open in this moment, to feeling into the gates of your heart opening and visualize these two large golden gates at your heart and just seeing these doors slowly start to open. And as these doors open, you are greeted with this beautiful, warm love, this unconditional, pure love that wants nothing from you, just to give to you. And you're allowing yourself to receive this divine love. And I want you to visualize taking a step through these gates Stepping through these gates into the energy of your heart. Feeling this flow, feeling this warmth. And if you feel any emotion in this moment, allow it to arise. Because with the tears, we cleanse the impurities of our soul. And just continue to gently breathe with each step you take forward back into your heart, back into center. I want you to know that it's okay. It's okay to feel. It's okay to breathe. It's okay to cry. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to feel joy. And within that trauma, maybe you stored away your sense of joy. Maybe you lodged it deep down inside of you, that playful, beautiful energy. Maybe you've carried so much shame within your body and you've shamed yourself for the way you look, the way you act, the way you talk. But you are not your shame. You are a divine, infinite source of love and this love is always flowing through you at all times. And whenever you've forgotten this, all you have to do is return back to center. Just allow yourself to continue to feel and process and give yourself space 
to feel the emotions and the energy behind those emotions. As we continue to breathe into any discomfort, any trauma, just being with yourself. You are safe now. Very good. Beautiful. I was like already on my carpet, like stretching and talking to you. <laughs> and then, so I just like got into space. I was like, yes, you know, this brings up something so important because this love, this safety, this softening to me, I feel like is what's really revolutionary for all of us right now is that rather than looking at how to be more productive, time block more, um, you know, add more things onto the schedule. It's like, there's so much medicine in this softening and coming together to really do that work as well. Um, I don't know if you're hearing this from your people, but I noticed for me, because we are not doing the in-person things anymore. Um, and we've, for the most part, been inside or away from groups that I started to notice my body wasn't feeling as open. And I've been having to consciously do like work to open it again, because I had done so many, so much work for so many years to feel safe and open and all the things. And then now with the mask on, with it being like, don't get close to people. I noticed my body's reaction to that in like public places. Mm. So it's been really fascinating to watch. And obviously my body has its own things and it's doing its own, its own um, responses to things. Um, but I've noticed, and I was like, wow, this is really fascinating. And I think that's part of my call into like nature more. Like I was sharing with you before we jumped onto the pod. Mm. Yeah. I say we just get closer to each other. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I want to, but it's just, you know, it's odd. So like where I live, you know, I live in a comp apartment community and everywhere you go, there's just like these restrictions. And that's why I feel like to me, my body is like, let's go back. Let's go to where it's more green and more natural <laughs> because that's what it's calling for right now. And I see that happening naturally to a lot of people in these times. Yeah. And I, I also feel that as long as we have a sense of closeness and intimacy with ourselves, that will always manifest in the physical world. I think that a lot of people fear intimacy because they don't have an intimate divine connection with themselves. Mm. And the more that you reconnect to those intimate parts of yourself, to those divine parts of yourself, which everything is divinity, you just have to honor that. You don't fear that sense of closeness, right? It's, you transcend that. And, and there's no more need to live in that fear of being close to another person because it feels natural to want to be close to another person. Of course, I'm not, I'm not saying that you need to go hug everyone, but I'm saying like, no, I once, know what you mean. once we go beyond this feeling, you realize that we are all one. 
and there's no difference between a tree and a human being. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, so there's a bunch of trees walking around out there, you know, it's like, everything, yeah, everything has. The trees its, feel more safe sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like the trees, they just, they're just. Well, because the trees don't have ego, right? Yeah. <laughs> they're not sizing me up and down. They just welcome my presence. <laughs> well, they don't you judge. Know? They don't judge. A, tree, a yeah. tree doesn't judge. And just like an animal doesn't judge, unless the animal's been programmed to judge or tra be traumatized. But I yeah. think that, yeah, nature is a beautiful thing for sure. And I, I love nature. I'm, I'm a big proponent of, or big fan, I don't proponent's the right word, big fan of going into nature and, and really being with that. And I also love intimate connection. I mean, even look what you and I are doing in this moment right now. We're thousands of miles apart, but yet there's such a form of intimacy that is being conducted in this moment as, as we bring forth this podcast. Yeah. So it's not know, all about necessarily, that. you know, holding hands and singing Kumbaya. I mean, those things are great, but be no. intimate with yourself and have those intimate moments. Be intimate with nature. Be intimate through a Zoom call. I mean, do, be intimate yeah. in many forms of life. And I think what I was referring to more is like, and this is just a whole other topic, but like just how our bodies, especially for those of us that have been physically abused, and maybe it's more so for women maybe this is more of like a sensitivity but like you know and the whole idea of the body keeps score and just how i feel like for years i was working to get my body in this space where it was like very open and feeling this way and then i noticed because i was inside more in a way more that when i go out it's like i'm even more sensitive so part mm -hmm. of that is that we are becoming more sensitive on purpose like this is part of our awakening but i was just noticing this like this shift within me and i've just been um witnessing it and seeing what it means seeing where what what it leads me to yeah you know i think that for a long time i really feared closeness with other people because i, I didn't trust and i was severely abused and traumatized with that and I did not want to get close to anyone and i was like the most guarded closed off person possible and here's the thing, I really wanna I really wanna plant this right here. I'm not saying to go be close with everyone. In fact, you yeah. probably won't want to be close with most people, but use your discernment and allow yourself to feel that vibration of the energy of when you can trust someone and really listen and honor your intuition because when we come together in that feeling of closeness and connection and vulnerability, we share that safe environment that within it carries so much wisdom like potent potent wisdom and we can reflect back to each other our own divinity and mm -hmm. one thing that i've really had to do a lot of work around is that feeling of being vulnerable with another person because i've been taken well i don't want to victimize myself but i feel like i was taken advantage of for that and it was used against me for other people to manipulate me when I would be vulnerable, when I would be, when I, you know, would show emotions, you know? And I think yeah. that like, I've worked with a lot of people around sexual trauma and abuse and rape. And it is such a gentle process to really open yourself to trusting another person. That's not going to hurt you. That's not going to abuse you. That's not going to traumatize you. And it's, it is a process. It, you must give yourself enough space and time to really go into those shadows and heal those wounded parts of yourself, or it will continue to color 
all areas of your life and you will always have that residue of fear of intimacy. I agree. I mean, I've been, one of the things that I was just doing this year was doing womb work, which is like just accessing memories in your psyche. And it's, it's kind of scary, but on the other side, there's such a, a great softening that happens. So I would agree that it's just not the comfortable work. It's not like the sexy, cute, um, you know, flowers and, and beach walk spirituality that sometimes we see, <laughs> but it's the <laughs> necessary stuff that, um, will, will really take us to another, like just dimension of liberating in this mm -hmm. lifetime. And, um, I feel like the work that I love that you're doing is making these distinctions between what is the healthy and, you know, the, the emerging masculine and feminine that we are kind of acclimating to versus the wounded ways, you know? And I know like, for instance, and I want to touch on this before we, we go, because I see women still having these conversations and women come into my world and my clients and, um, you know, in emails and things like that, where it's like, well, he's a man. Isn't that what men do? You know, like the, hmm. like, you know, like just, um, not willing to listen. Uh, here's an example, a man, a woman that has a child and she didn't like how her partner was correcting the child. So she was like, well, he was saying this to my son and I didn't like it, but you know, it's just like, that's what men do. And it's like, I think there's such an opportunity for women to listen to what, it's not where we just give it off to the man, the man anymore, the man of the house. Like, I think this is where the feminine is being called to rise and to also give her medicine in these spaces. Like if that felt off for you, what was that? So how do you, how do you look at this? Do you do work around this or do you have, what's your take on this? Cause I know that you have so much to say about the, the wounded masculine and the toxic masculinity, masculinity, and then this like beautiful feminine that's rising within the man and within the women. Yeah. So I also think there's wounded feminine as well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It just the masculine, the wounded masculine is more obvious because that masculine energy is more external. So it's absolutely both, but I, yeah. I feel like you're a man, so you can look at both, but I feel like, um, I feel like for women, we, women have so much conversation around this with men. So yes, go ahead. Preach your gospel. Let's, let's hear what you were going to say though. When it comes good. to the wounded masculine, wounded feminine dynamic, the wounded masculine is like the obvious one. It's like the machismo kind of jerk energy, right? And yeah. But the wounded feminine, which once again, we all have, is the inner energy. It's the, it's the emotional energy. So what I see with the masculine when it's wounded is more anger-based, but what I see with the feminine when it's wounded is more shame-based. Mm. And they, they carry more of a shame vibration, which is a very, I've talked about a lot in this podcast, it's a very heavy energy. So the masculine's like rah, 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 all pissed off, you know, doing whatever they're doing. Where the feminine just kind of sits back and is quiet and silent, but internally, they are just churning all of this energy. And it's, it's a very harmful energy because they're beating themselves up, they're shaming themselves, 
they feel unworthy. They don't feel worthy of love. They feel like they're going crazy because they've been told their whole life that they're so sensitive and all of these different things. So they just hold in all of this energy. And then it's just like, if you, if you poked a person like this, tears would just fall out of them because they're just yeah. holding back their pain. Where the mask one, you can see it in their face, the, the rigidness of them and their body structure and the armor that they put on their body. So. And these two it, together are just a mess. <laughs> because oh, you can and that's see what like, the one is aggressive and the other one is hiding, right? Like. Yeah, she's small. Or if we're saying she's, it's a she. Energetically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, she becomes very sh like shrunk. <laughs> it's like a shrunken energy is the feminine when it's wounded, where the mask mm -hmm. one's a repressor. It's the repressive, controlling energy, the dominant, forceful, abusive energy, normally, right? Mm -hmm. When we harmonize those energy within ourselves, we have a grounded flow where it's like every electrical outlet in my house has a ground to ground the electricity of the outlet. Every single outlet mm -hmm. in your house has a ground. When you don't have a sense of ground, you become very flighty like very all over the place. You have no structure in your life. You have a thousand ideas, but you can't have the decisiveness or direction to bring anything to fruition. It's almost like being a hot air balloon. And I'm talking more about like the, the ungrounded feminine in this moment. Yeah. It's almost like being a hot air balloon with no anchor. And it just keeps floating away, floating away, floating away. And eventually just goes out into like nowhere. Right? Yeah. You're like, where's it even going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then if you have too much, if you have an, uh, a wounded masculine energy, you're almost like too rigid, too grounded, and you have no creation. You have no flow. You have no expression. You have no intuition, and you have no feeling to what the, the infinite possibilities of the universe are. So th this is why it's so important that we balance it. Now, going back to what you were saying about the relation aspect, aspect of things between masculine and feminine. The number one thing that I talk a lot about is emotional safety in relationship. If you do not have emotional safety with your partner, you will not fully open your heart. And it, I know that's true. Or true. orgasm. <laughs> like, or yeah. orgasm, you know, like, which <laughs> like the, both the, are listening. <laughs> yeah, which the orgasm is through the heart, really, when you're really yeah. connected to the divinity yeah. of things. <laughs> so when you don't have emotional safety, you will really struggle in relationship. You won't trust your partner. You won't open your heart fully to them. In sacred union between masculine and feminine, which is what we're circling back to here, the masculine person, the, the, more, the more masculine person in relationship is more of the grounded energy. That's not to say that they can't have emotions because they absolutely do and they, they should be connected to their emotions, but they're more of the present grounded energy. They're going to create the safe container most of the time, okay? The feminine energy brings in this loving, gentle, soft wisdom of the vibration of the feminine. So how this looks and how this manifests as we I just want to paint a picture. Just imagine yeah. a, a masculine man here and a feminine woman. And once again, it does not have to be this. It could be a man and a man, a woman and a woman. Identify what energy you want to be in relationship is the first thing that I would advise anybody to do. Do you want to be more of the feminine energy in relationship or do you want to be more of the masculine energy? It doesn't matter your gender. Yeah. Once you've done that. Okay. 
we have a masculine man, a feminine woman, right? So looking at this dynamic, the masculine person brings in the structure, the direction, the leadership qualities, not to say that the feminine person can't do those things because they also have masculine, or masculine energy as well. But the person with more masculine energy is going to kind of be the leader of that dynamic of relationship. Now, the feminine yes. person brings in this beautiful, flowing, expressive, creative, feeling energy to bring that masculine energy deeper into their heart. That when the feminine does that, it is like nourishment to the masculine because the feminine is going to challenge the masculine to go deeper into loving consciousness, loving awareness, mm. or he would just be floating through life, mind, you know, kind of just mindlessly doing whatever on his purpose and not having like whatever, but in the relationship, she, if we're saying it's a she, has yeah. the ability to help bring the masculine deeper into his heart to connect deeper into the feelings and the emotions of things and vice versa. He has the ability, if she's open to it, to help bring a sense of structure and safety and support into her life that can really create beauty and harmony on this earth. It is such a beautiful dance when it is done right. And it is often not done right because a lot of people don't know about the masculine feminine dynamic yeah. but you look at like a river and the river flows so seamlessly and the riverbed holds the water as it flows and that most of the time in relationship is the masculine holding the water of the riverbed i love how you just describe that i mean this is why you do what you do when and break these down for people because you have that gift it's like I feel like this was, you know, when I was going on to these online dating things for like a very short period, because I was like, I'm single. So I was like, I'm ready to date. Let's go in here and do this. I was so turned off because all the men always were like, well, what do you want to do? What time do you want? I'm like, no, I want to be planned for. <laughs> like, I, like I want to be life. led. <laughs> yes, like lead me. I plan everything in my life. I want to be led in this dynamic. So it's such a turn off for me. Uh, but I feel like, you know, men have to be because of, you know, I feel like women have been so like, this is what I want. I want it this way that there's maybe a, an imbalance there where men just have either gotten lazy or, you know, I'm generalizing. They here. don't know how to lead though. Most men oh, have yeah, no see? idea how to lead in a loving way. So they do it in a controlling dominant dickhead way. <laughs> yeah. Or just not do it. And then it's like, you know, and I, then that's where women overcompensate. And then I can see where I've even done that in the past where I'm like, well, trying to figure it out. And then I'm pissed. Right. Right. So there was an unhealthy thing where now I'm just like, I sense it. And I'm like, oh no, I don't want to teach that to this capacity in this relationship. And I know that there's men that know how, but it was just very interesting when you describe that. I'm like totally seeing that and feeling that. So. Yeah. And another thing here too, I really want to touch on. I know we're coming on time here. Yeah. It is masculine, masculine depolarization of sexual energy. So let's just give an example. Yeah, what that means. <laughs> Sally, Sally and Joe get into a relationship. Sally's the more the feminine person and Joe is more of the masculine person. When they started out in the relationship, 
Joe was this leading masculine energy. He was purpose-driven. He was making decisions. You know, he was structured. He was supportive. He was a safe space. He was grounded. He's present. All of the things that the, the sacred masculine is. And she is flowing in her feminine. She is just like a radiant beam of light. Like that's just how she's showing up in a relationship. And she's all in her feminine, but she still has the, the, the masculine energy in her life as well. So in this relationship, the masculine feminine dynamic is working. Now what ha what's happening over time is Sally starts getting stuck in her masculine energy. Maybe she's working at a corporate job and she's coming home and she's still flipped into her masculine energy. And now, and I'm not blaming this on Sally because it's not Sally's fault, but now Sally and Joe are clashing energetically because Joe's coming home from his job and he's still in his masculine. And now they're clashing masculine, masculine of who's the leader here? Who's mm. going to make the decisions here? Who's going to direct the relationship here? And it's not, and I want to say this in, in a very clear way. The masculine energy is not about controlling the leadership. Masculine energy is naturally is just the leading energy. It, that's why the world of business works so well with masculine energy. And that's why we've repressed the feminine energy also because the idea that masculine energy is better than feminine. It is mm. not. The yin and the yang energy are equal energies, okay? Mm. They're just different. It's like the sun and the moon. They are, they, they are just different, right? One's not better than the other. They're just different energies of, of the same sense. So and necessary. Like we need and very necessary. Yeah. Because believe me, this world without feminine energy would be like a gray blob. And it would be or boring. without masculine would drive me crazy because yeah, I like well, without masculine everything <laughs> would just be like a flow you'd be a flowster 24 7 yeah just kind of floating through life but yeah so back to the depolarization is that when the masculine masculine clashes they just they're like why don't we have any sexual attraction towards each other anymore well are you mm -hmm. both in your masculine and now flip that back around when you're both in your feminine maybe your man is getting really in touch with his emotions and he's going through a lot of healing work and you're still in your feminine. You're like, what the hell is wrong with him? Like, can't he get his shit together kind of thing? Yeah. But you know, and, and that, and that happens a lot of times in relationships and there's nothing wrong or right with it. It's just about awareness. Yeah. So do you feel that that's just seasons that will go, that people will go through. So just to allow it and honor it. I mean, even in the, in the relationship where there is the male that, or there's the masculine energy, the leader, um, that no matter what you're saying that there's going to be these seasons where you just have to kind of ebb and flow with that. Or like, I think of, or I have a question actually. So with me, I have a business and I'm sure there's a lot of people listening, women that are business owners here. And in your business, there is like this masculine driving force. Like, yeah, there's the feminine, the creative process and the allowing and trusting when it's the right time to make moves. But there's also this masculine space. How does a woman like me, who I'm like, I definitely want to be led, but I definitely love to like kick ass in business. So it's like learning to balance those. And to me, if I imagine it, it's just making space for for my business, but not letting my business like all over my life. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. So your question is how do I, how do I go about having a successful business while being in my masculine and then also having a successful relationship while being in my feminine? Yeah. And is that, I mean, I feel like that is a 
total possibility and reality, but like, let me know, cause you, you teach on this. <laughs> so what have you seen and what are the, the nuances here? <laughs> the answer is absolutely yes. And it is very important that you are so aware of your energies and what you're operating from in your business relationship and in your intimate relationship, right? So the first thing that I would say is understanding the energies and how they're working in your life. So for example, you need to have boundaries with yourself. Okay, so say, well, you're gonna use Nicole as an example. She's in her business eight hours today or however long, how many hours she worked today. She comes home, partner's there, they're gonna have dinner tonight. When you show back up and you walk through the door, I'm just gonna just kind of just flow with this example. And maybe yeah. take some good takeaways. When you, when you walk through the door, it's, it's like, visualize. Here's, what, here's an exercise you can do. I'm just going to come up with this. Visualize taking a shield off of yourself, okay? Because mm -hmm. your masculine energy is more the protective energy. So affirm to yourself, I'm switching into my feminine right now. And I'm coming into my playful, intuitive, expressive loving energy and i'm going to feel into this moment okay now because you're a feminine being which i can 100 percent tell by the vibration of your voice that you absolutely are it will be easy for you to do this if you're conscious of it yeah now here's the thing where you might get trapped if you came home and you're not trusting your partner's masculine energy guess what you will stay in your masculine energy oh i sense that like when you yeah. were describing it it's funny enough is I actually do this with my daughter mm. because I want to meet her as a nurturing mother, not as a, we got to get shit done. <laughs> you know, like, so it's like, I want to make sure that I give her that mother and I have to go into the softer space. So sometimes after work, I'll notice like literally with my body, just like becoming more present and becoming more present and softening in that moment. Um, but yeah, I can also sense where you say like, if you don't trust that masculine energy in the home to lead that you may have to like, well, I just do it myself. And that's that, mm -hmm. that, that other wounded feminine energy I know so well, where it's like, I'm not going to let my assistant do it. I'll do it myself. <laughs> and then it leads to overwhelm and burnout. So interesting. I will talk about the trusting of masculine energy is Matt. I know you live in uh, Cali, right? Newport yeah. Beach, you said. So imagine if you ordered an Uber driver and you looked in the window and your Uber driver's pissed drunk. You're like, I'm not getting in the car <laughs> with you. Like, I'm not allowing you to lead me and drive me to my destination. I'll just, I'll walk. I'll do it myself or I'll drive myself. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. this is what's happening in our world. <laughs> because the masculine energy is not grounded and present and it's still very wounded and we're working through these impurifications or purifying the system right now. Yeah. Women are being forced into their masculine because they're like, I don't trust this dipshit. He can't even commit to me. He's acting like Peter Pan flying around over here. Right. Right. And there's right. nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, but we have to help our men become more conscious by calling them out on their stuff. Right. Yeah. So like one thing that a woman can do to her masculine partner is be like, listen, I want you to be present with me in this moment. Can you do that? And just, just blatantly speak your truth. Like, I want your presence in this moment. Can you give me that? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with asking for his presence because the masculine energy is present consciousness. And if you're trying to pull out the divine in both of you, then you will both speak your truth. Yeah. It's very hard and though. 
And I love that because I can imagine it's like you, I'm sure you ladies listening, you can imagine a man that wants to grow, that's going to call him into action. Mm. And it's just, just like those moments of uncomfortable being vulnerable, just like are so revealing on who's willing to do the work, who's willing to rise on both sides for women and men. Um, so I feel like sometimes we don't say things things aren't said because you're like afraid of what the answer or the reaction may be, but that's what we need to find out. Yes. Speak your truth because the masculine can take it. Now a little feedback for the masculine, stop being so damn harsh to the feminine because when we talk, when I talk to one of my masculine friends, I'm like real, like straightforward. Right now, if I translate that into a feminine person, I may hurt that person because the feminine is way more connected to their emotional body than the masculine person is. Mm -hmm. And I could easily hurt someone if I'm not conscious of the tone of my voice, my body posture, how I'm delivering the message, the words that I'm using. Like it's, I'm, and I'm not making fun of the feminine energy because feminine energy is badass, right? Yeah. I love my feminine energy. Like goddess Kali is, is the divine, divine feminine energy. And so it's, it's about not being a harsh prick, like softening yeah. yourself just enough to understand her feminine energy by connecting to your own feminine energy. Because yeah. if you realize it, like in the moments where a man is going through an emotional thing, do you want someone coming down on you? Because me, as a masculine person, I do not want someone being hard on me when I'm going through uh, an emotional time in my life because I'll right. just I'll shut down. So right. now imagine that, amplified a thousand times over to a feminine person you will cause her to to close her heart because she's like i can't trust you because you're just gonna hurt me whenever you're trying to give me feedback yeah and you know that and that's going back to what you've been preaching this whole time is creating that safe space mm. both people yeah not, i mean it's, it's a two-way street one person can't be like this is safe space while the other person's either hiding or aggressing <laughs> like it needs to be both, but I think that's what's so powerful, like knowing what you teach, what I teach, what a lot of people are sharing these days is first, we have to be our own safe space first. Mm -hmm. And then being able to really welcome people in to that, which is like, there's this thing of there's, it's safe to like be you here, which I'm that's hearing the thing from this. Too, is, is like when you are a safe space within yourself, you create that safety for other people to open up. It's almost like, imagine growing a garden. You don't actually grow the flowers. You create the environment for the flowers to grow. Yeah. So with safety within yourself, you're creating an environment for flowers to grow, for love to grow. And if you don't have that safety, then people will not open to you at the deepest possible level. So for the feminine, for the masculine, safety, number one, but understanding that these energies are working within ourselves and to be gentle as you're learning through this awakening process. So once again, I want to drive this home because I think it's so, so critical here for the masculine yeah. people listening, do not shame your feminine partner for the feminine people listening. Do not shame your masculine partner. There is so much shame in our world. Like, we have, to, we have to purify this because if you continue to shame someone that you love, eventually that person that you love is going to leave you. Yeah. 
and they are leaving themselves in a lot of ways. I mean, shame leads us to abandon ourselves. Um, and so it's just, it's such a toxic, unhealthy thing. And I just, I love all of this, the whole idea of safety. I love your, your way of teaching these um, masculine and feminine, because I think this is just part of what we're calling for right now. I mean, if we look at from politics to school systems to um, the health and wellness of our country and of, of everywhere, like this is something that is being called upon. So Jake, how can people work with you these days? Where, what are you leading and guiding people through now that excites you? <laughs> I just point people back at themselves. <laughs> Like first look at you and then come, we'll, we'll do it together. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, that's what it's all about is just really looking within and just allowing yourself to have enough space to feel and process and come back home within yourself. And I really believe that that is the answer. And once we do that, we just start to feel so much better in life and life actually has the ability to be beautiful and not this like knockdown, drag out kind of feeling all the time. Yeah. In the physical world, I'm very active on Instagram. And uh, my, my handle is underscore Jake Woodard. And my podcast, we have 190 episodes with guided meditations, all kinds of great content on there. It's called The Awake with Jake Show. And it's available all places with podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you know, wherever else. But yeah. I love that. Uh, Awake with Jake. <laughs> and my, my website's jakewitter.com. Very, very straightforward. Right. And we're going to have simple. everything here. Everything <laughs> will be down in the show notes. So we, we made the shortcuts easy for you all. Jake, I'm just so grateful. I had a beautiful time. I've moved from my sofa to my floor, been stretching. I did the meditation You're on your feminine you. over there. Can't sit still. You're just flowing around. <laughs> well, I've been guiding. So you know what? It's like I've been leading my groups and things. And like, you know, it's just nice to receive. And that's why we say like, no matter how much work we're doing, for me, it's just so nice to like let go and be guided. So two so, things before we end this here. Yeah. Number one, I want to share my deep appreciation for you on this path and us collaborating in this moment to really bring forward this healing wisdom to people, you know, that are listening. Hopefully they found healing in it. And, yes. you know, honestly, like it's, it's awesome to see you still on this path, still doing your thing because you're so rooted in service. And it's truly a beautiful thing. And I, I really honor you for that. And I, I see you fully. Well, thank you. And you know, what's so cool is like, I always say that God works through people. Be sure to let them in. That's like one of my things. Mm -hmm. And like you and I met for that little five minutes. Here we are four years later and having this <laughs> podcast. And who knows where we'll be in the future, guiding, leading on stages together. You never know. But I yeah. just want to share that for other people that like, I'm always big on if I see someone that seems like I should say hi, or like, what's your Instagram or what's your Facebook? I just do it. And like, <clears throat> this is just proof of that, you know? Yeah. And I want to, I want to end this with a, a poem that I wrote. Oh, I love it. Please so the poem's called The Awakened Heart. Your time here is limited, but there's a reason why you visited. Think of all the people you can help heal when you open your heart and start to feel. The beauty of your essence comes from your loving presence. Remember to always stay curious and don't take things too serious. Don't stress the past or what happened last. Don't worry about what's to come. It will leave you feeling numb. Feel free to smile more than once in a while. Forgive others who have hurt you because they hurt too. 
be gentle with yourself and you will find that inner peace is the ultimate wealth. See hard times as a way for you to grow so the light within you can really start to glow. I love it. That's so beautiful. You know, you carry this energy and these reminders of just be present. Whatever you need is right here. And I feel like that is the medicine we need in these, in these times. And we're going to mm -hmm. keep anchoring into that. So thank you, my friend. Um, everyone go check out Jake, follow him on Instagram, check out his work below. And um, I want to just remind you to, if there's something like a tidbit, if there's something you got from this, which I'm guessing there was, be sure to share it with at least one person. You never know what one of these just quotes, these gems from this show could do to someone's family relationships and most importantly their relationship with themselves so share away <laughs> thanks my friends thank you much love all right miracle worker i am so excited that we got to spend this time together and beyond that i'm grateful it's a privilege to have you here with me and i want to remind you that you are a miracle and you have direct access to infinite intelligence and you can open up to a radical, unbelievable, supernatural transformation in your life and business. Just that thought in itself can take hold in your subconscious and create beautiful change. And that's exactly why I'm challenging you to share this with someone you love today. You never know how one podcast, one message, one video can change the trajectory of someone else's life and you get to have that kind of momentum in the universe. So take a moment and forward this on to someone you love. And if you feel really excited about it, share it with your Facebook, share it with your Instagram, share it with people and get them to listen as well. Know that the universe always pays you back for the good you put out into the world. So go ahead and get your miracle. Until next time, keep shining, keep showing up and stay open.